0: Hello world, welcome back to another episode of America's Sweethearts Podcast. If you're not already subscribed to us, please make sure to hit this subscription button and the notification bell to help our channel grow. So on today's episode, we will be talking about Christopher Columbus. We'll try to figure out if he was actually an evil tyrant like everybody says that he was. He was a rapist and a murderer who was horrible with directions. Actually, Columbus was an incompetent buffoon who never even set foot in America. Columbus was actually an idiot and dumb dumb who didn't actually discover America or if he actually wasn't all that bad. To help us style we have Mr. Don Degree joining us on the podcast. Mr. Degree has been teaching and writing about history for a number of years now. He's also the founder of The Classical Historian. The Classical Historian offers history curriculum, games that teach, and online courses. To find The Classical Historian, search classicalhistorian.com. You could also find the link down below in the description. Uh, please check it out and enjoy the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Um, So obviously you've been teaching for how long was it over 30 years?
1: So um, I began teaching right after college when I was 22, I went to Turkey and then Europe and I was there for four and a half years. I taught in a variety of situations there. And then I returned to California where I was born 25 years ago, got my teaching credential. And I've been a middle school teacher for the last 24 years. Wow, okay. So and your main focus is history, Chris. Yes, history, and I studied German and also the Czech language. My wife is born and raised in communist Czechoslovakia. And I was studying German when I met her, but then I, I switched to focusing on Czech. And I studied Czech in the Charles University and learned a lot about communism in the 19 um, when I when I lived there in the nineties. Oh wow. So yeah.
2: we're here to talk about uh, Columbus as we've come out um, on Columbus Day. So do you want to just give us a brief overview of uh, what you've found in your studies and how what we're hearing in the news and in schools today might be uh, misleading in some way?
1: Yes. So my greater interest in Columbus occurred when my own students in Santa Ana, California, knew absolutely nothing about him and my colleagues would make these crazy outrageous claims that columbus was this mass murderer he was a a racist he was incredibly terrible and most of my some of my colleagues making these claims were were hispanic so i thought it was interesting because columbus was an italian he was a latin he worked for the spaniards he brought spanish culture to the americas and and then also here were these um, latinos complaining against columbus and so my interest has peaked, and I started to research more. And um, when I was a kid growing up in Santa Ana, we had the day off for Columbus Day. We celebrated him as, as a hero. I'm, uh, I'm 51 years old, so born in 1969. This was in the 70s, early 80s. He was still considered a hero. And um, when I spent time abroad in Europe, I was kind of away from the American scene and, and kind of forgot a few things for five years. When I came back, um, to get my teaching credential, I discovered that the teaching credential process in California was really kind of like an indoctrination program to teach us how to be more socialist and to how to view America as more like a racist society. And Columbus was, was a piece of this puzzle that he came to represent like all that was evil in European culture, in, in Christianity, and in Catholic Christianity. And um, much of it is really not well researched. So I wrote a, a small book called America's Federal Holidays, the true story, to teach kids um, about America's heroes. And uh, this seemed to gain some traction. And then through our, our website, Classical Historian, we have a current events blog and, a, and a, a newsletter that goes out. And my Columbus article is my second most controversial article that I write. The first one is 9 11. And there, there really is nothing factually controversial in, in, in both of those articles that I write. It's just that people are upset to hear, some people are upset to hear something positive about Columbus and his discoveries. And with the 9-11 article, they're upset to hear me label the attackers radical Islamic terrorists they don't like, they don't like those terms put together. So um, just stating the facts and stating the truth that really um, no no good historian argues about is, is now controversial.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. Um, go, ahead, go ahead, Matt. Okay. So um,
0: now like what we're, what we're trying to do in this episode, we're not trying to defend Columbus by any means, um, but I'm not convinced, you know, how society pushes them to be, you know, um, a person of genocide, uh, a person who destroyed the the natives and their land. I'm not convinced on that. Um, so let's let's start in, uh, with the claims against Columbus, and the biggest one probably is genocide. Which, after doing my own research, I'm absolutely not convinced at all that he committed genocide. And uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that.
1: So we can start with the definition of genocide, which is the intentional mass murder of an ethnic group. Or racial group so none of those happened with Christopher Columbus Um, his intentions to come and explore new land was to bring wealth and riches to um, Spain and himself and to fund another crusade in his writings in his journal he writes that he wants to use these funds to free the Holy Land from the Muslims so that was one of his intentions the other intention was to bring honor and glory to to, um, Spain to the king and queen and then to spread Catholic Christianity. Now you cannot do those three things and massacre the population of the place that you that you want to um, take over and control and and build up. Um, What killed Many of the Indians, uh, a great majority of them, was European diseases that they were not immune from. So smallpox and chickenpox. And there has been some research done by Michael Allen and Larry Schweikart that disease had already um, affected many of the Indians before the Europeans came. So there's a problem also in how historians are counting how many Native Americans there were before Columbus stepped foot, Um, more reasonable count have suggested from 1.8 million to 8 million Uh, revisionist historians have said 100 million so um genocide you know when you compare it to adolf hitler and the nazis um specifically targeting jews and specifically setting up camps to completely kill them there, there is no uh evidence of that happening by columbus or by some of the spaniards that he ruled over um who he was not able to really control. Some of the Spaniards did mistreat the Indians in horrible ways, but their their goal was not mass murder. Their, the, the bad guys, I guess, in the new land were trying to um, manipulate and use the natives, not, not, not wipe them out.
0: Yeah, I, I like how you bring up <clears throat> the, the, the use of diseases and how that basically was the weapon that wiped out the you know, most of the natives. I think they agreed upon number is ninety percent. Again, how how many there actually was, like you said, is debated by many historians. There's not set number, but that's a set percentage. It's ninety percent. And a lot. Of, I don't know why, but a lot of people seem to think that it was weaponized. Um, where I, I, I believe that it was the diseases were unintentional and it was really in- inevitable because at some point somebody was going to find the Americas and they were going to bring the diseases with them because the Native Americans did not have immunity to them
1: knowledge of how diseases were spread um through bacteria and virus and such things was not known in europe in the late 1400s so europeans did not know how somebody contracted chicken pox or smallpox so it would be impossible for the spanish to uh, weaponize this since they didn't even know what what caused it they were they were ignorant
2: yeah, I agree, and that's a great point to bring up is we have to think of history in sort of the context that we find it. Um, I hear a lot of people today saying, well, condemning everybody uh, we've learned about throughout the first 100, almost 100 years of our nation's history. Um, sort of getting off topic a bit, but I'll bring it back to, I'll get there. Um, talking about slavery and how every single person who owned slave was a horrible person, and I'm not defending slavery in any way. It's a horror and this evil that um we are still fighting today but to take something out of context like that and put it in a modern time is i would say for lack of a better term unfair to columbus to say that he intentionally poisoned with chickenpox millions of people um but sort of going along with what people also say about him is simply because people died because he got there doesn't necessarily mean they wouldn't have died anyway and also doesn't necessarily mean that it's his fault that they died um one thing i like to not like to but one thing i acknowledge uh, when talking about columbus is he was in some ways a terrible person like slavery was terrible he took slaves killing innocent people is terrible i'm sure innocent people were killed but sort of to take that and make that the only thing i think is it's ignorant and I think it's intentional which is something that's too rampant in society today Um.
1: listening to you makes me think of a word in history called um, presentiment and that is when we we use our values today to judge the people of the past and in, in that way everybody in the past will be guilty um, yeah. So, if we were just to imagine two or three hundred years from now people judging our society and saying that, for example, our tax money in America um, is used to support abortions in some cases, and so, in three hundred years, if someone were to say that I am guilty of supporting abortion and that everyone is guilty of doing and, and um, would probably be an incorrect way to view things so that 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 fault of, of presentiment it's important in history. Not, not to do that. You mentioned the, um, about slavery. So Columbus did not bring slavery to the New Land. The American Indian in every continent in the world at that time, in the 1400s, practiced slavery. So um, the fact that he did bring back, I believe, 1600 Indians to Spain as slaves um, was not shocking or considered evil. Even by the Indians, because they practiced slavery, um, and I'm not I'm not saying that he was a good man for doing that, um, but I'm saying that he was a person of his times to do that. And he was coming from the medieval medieval civilizations. In medieval times, you had the nobles and you had serfs, and there was an idea that everyone served this particular order. And so the Columbus and the and the Europeans initially with the Spaniards, they were kind of Implementing this medieval society on an ancient world because the Native Americans were still living, basically, in kind of prehistoric times.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of the critics of Columbus they have um, a misleading conception of what pre-Columbian America really looked like. And I, I mean, it, it, it's an easy thing to research. A lot of a lot of the natives, um, like you like you mentioned, practiced forms of slavery. Um, they also unfortunately lacked um, a respect for human dignity. Uh, some of them practiced cannibalism, um, s- human sacrifice. If you look at the Aztecs who dominated most of Mexico in the early 1400s, uh, there's a, rec- a record that they um, they killed 80,000 80, people from human sacrifice in one day, which is incredibly shocking. And now granted, that's not true for every single native, obviously, or every single tribe. But for the most part, that's what pre-Columbian America looked like. So it's not that the Europeans brought it over, and that's uh, it's very important for people to rec- recognize that.
1: I think with the with the numbers, um, you know, sacrificing one person is bad enough, uh, and mur- murder, right, murdering one person. So I've read different numbers along, you know, how many people did the Aztecs actually murder? Um, for my books that I wrote on them, with my history editors, we we di- we pretty much decided upon the number was in the thousands per year um, not so um, not not to like over exaggerate how many of the Aztecs killed however when the Spanish did come over with just a few hundred soldiers very easily they were able to get a hundred thousand American Indians to ally themselves with the Spanish to conquer the Aztecs so the Aztecs were hated and um you know what's common to look at European warfare is the balance of power, where um, certain nations, right before World War One, um, Great Britain always tried to team up with another country, so they never, or, or Germany always tried to never be engaged in a, a two-front war, so they always like team up with other countries. Well, the American Indians did the exact same thing; they 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 they, they, they um, participated in balance of power. Politics so when the Spanish came over and allied themselves with these other Indian tribes It wasn't something new the other Indian tribes were were accustomed to that and so it just shows that um, Yeah, the Native American society was not pristine or or perfect in any ways. They they practiced um, polygamy Um, There was a massive wife stealing If you were stronger than another family you could go and, and steal his wife and hold her hold his wife as as a slave um massive slave slave culture um women were not held in high regard in any way they were just considered o- objects to use um there was no no type of women's rights or dignity of of a woman in any way and then maybe you mentioned this the, the caribs say uh the, with cannibalism
0: yeah yeah and um so I, I think when Columbus brought over, you know, people were misguided in believing that he brought over all the evil ideas of humanity, but uh, that's, really, that's really just part of human beings. They do terrible things no matter where you're at. Um, but when Columbus came over, people automatically, well, his critics automatically assumed that he immediately mistreated the natives. Um, from, from what I, I've discovered after um, reading a number of things on Columbus, is that he actually got along uh, quite well. I believe he landed in Hispanola. Um, in 1492, and that was um, the, with the Native Americans there. He actually got along very well, communicated with them, and um, he, he, had, he developed a long-lasting friendship with um, one of the chiefs of the tribe, which I found very interesting and something I never would have learned in school. Um, on his way back, I believe he took six natives, but I don't. That's where I'm not convinced. I don't. I'm not convinced that they were taken as slaves because one, I know Queen Isabella is very against slavery. And also, I know that um, they, they when they got to Spain, they were all baptized in the Catholicism. So I don't know if. It was-
1: so I think I think you're right. I think there is a question about that. Um, his intentions to bring them back were to Christianize them. Um, I'm not sure if he took them back in chains, or or forced them back. I I, I can't speak to that specifically. But, um, you know, the Spanish crown arrested him after a number of years because they believed he was unable to control the men underneath him who were abusing some Indians. So so there was an effort by by Spain to treat the natives correctly. And that's that's proof of it right there. And then after he was held in chains for six weeks, they released him because they had no evidence against him so that's another proof too and then another thing i'd like to bring about is that when we honor columbus um, as a a person of a great heroic nature and one of our 11 americas federal holidays we are not saying that he was a saint no one ever calls him saint christopher it's not it's not him so there's a there's a big difference between a a political hero and and a like a religious hero to to follow. And he, you know, the Americans their political heroes are not their religious religious heroes. You can you can follow a politician and think his policies are great and that he's a very strong leader and say, well, yeah, but morally he has failings and I wouldn't want my children necessarily following him, but he's still a political hero to to look up to.
2: That's a great point. Um I was listening to uh, a lecture uh, forget who it was. Um, It was a while ago, I think it's called Hardcore History. Um, But the man speaking was talking about how almost every sort of great, great figure, great conqueror, uh, you know, Julius Caesar, Caesar Augustus, Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, uh, they were all horrible, horrible people. When you look at it, because everything that they did was in conquest, although they accomplished great things, and hundreds and hundreds of years, if not 1000s of years later, we hold them in high regard. Um, at the time they did terrible things. Um, so I think that's sort of what Columbus is getting in the reverse of, where we acknowledge that he did um, did bring Christianity to the Western world, um, did establish a, a connection between Europe and the Americas. Um, but we're also acknowledging that he did probably some not so good things. Um, and I think that's important that we acknowledge both sides and not oversimplify a, uh, a situation and take things in context. Um, what would you say about um, sort of other political figures throughout history that we might hold in high regard that might not deserve if, scrut- if we were to scrutinize them as hard as we did uh, with Columbus?
1: Well, first I want to, I want to add with Columbus that, that there's no evidence that he ever murdered somebody or ever tortured somebody. Or that he ever raped a, a, a rapes an Indian there's no evidence of any of that happening um, just many of my students would make would make those claims um, I just want to make make that clear that he he did not do that so other American heroes that we hold in high regard that may not have been perfect
2: uh, or just any sort or, of year because I feel like the scrutiny that is getting pointed towards Columbus isn't pointed towards other um, yeah. I agree with that. Sort of heroic historical figures.
1: Well, I guess I would just like to say first that um, anyone who has done anything of high regard in American history that promotes, well, and Columbus is part of American history, but before America even existed, right? The United States of America. It's it's not really against Columbus the person, but it's against our Western civilization. It's a these are these are all claims trying to diminish our western heritage um so in effect trying to diminish later the american principles of um that are spelled out in the declaration of independence where we're all created equal so this diminishing of columbus is just part of all all of that attack against american ideals um that are that are found and written in the constitution that give each person individual liberty the, the goal the goal of the those who hate America is to destroy everything about its past so people have nothing to defend and then to blow it up and create like a socialist utopia. It seems to be that that's what their effort is. So it doesn't matter if it's Columbus or Washington or Jefferson or I mean I haven't heard anyone attack Franklin yet, but um Benjamin Franklin, but you know, it's probably coming coming down the pipeline somewhere that. He slept with too many women. He was too much of a philanderer, or something like that. Um, so I guess yeah. I mean, Franklin. He he could be someone we could bring up. Supposedly, um, he was. Oh, well, he was married. He never divorced his wife, but he he had extramarital relations um, in France and I guess in in America as well. Um, so that's not something to to follow or or to admire or to look or to right look as, as guidance in your own personal life and he did write greatly about how to live a christian life and how to live a moral life but he he had that failing with with other women as well um i i haven't thought about this a whole lot you know great leaders and their and their problems but i think it's it's important when we study history it's 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 kind of like we're getting to know somebody who lives in the next house. Um, we need to be respectful of that person. We need to um, consider our own failings when we're, when we're judging or evaluating him. And it's the same with um, people in the past. We can't just make these blanket, blanket statements about them. But every person has his failings. And it's what makes studying history interesting and exciting. And it also doesn't mean that what they were promoting must be bad because they were not perfect because there's really no right, no perfect person in American history.
0: Yeah, no, I I understand, agree with that. And now, um, getting back to Columbus and the attacks on Columbus, a lot of of the um, critics of him want to just totally reject the idea that he was even a hero at his highest moments. They, They... Don't even accept the fact that he was the one who discovered America. They try to credit that to the Indians who were here, you know, first and to the Vikings who were here roughly 500 years before Columbus. Uh, What's your thoughts on
1: that? So, um, that's really easy to rebuff because, um, okay, the Vikings did discover um, North America and they did settle there. Supposedly their settlement disappeared and maybe in, intermingled with the native tribes up there. Um, but their discovery had no effect on history. Nobody in Europe at the time knew that they discovered North America. No, no Nobody read their writings and said, oh, let's go to North America also and, and colonize and trade with the people who are there. That did not change history. Um, what did change history was Columbus's discovery. And, and Columbus did not have to go. He, right, he shopped his idea around the European kings and queens, that he wanted to go, he wanted to find a route west to Asia. Um, and finally, right, the Spanish king and queen, this is the second time that they heard him, they agreed to this. It was 1492, Spain had just conquered the Muslims at Granada after a 700 year struggle Christian Spain conquered the Muslims they they were pr- they were prideful they thought yeah let's it's time to spread catholic christianity throughout the world let's go with this Columbus guy and then on his journey right the the men on the ship wanted to mutiny and he made a deal he made a deal with them on the third day we will see land or i promise we'll turn back you know and they did they saw land on the third on the third day it just seems unbelievable it seems like crazy um, so it's very challenging for a person think of um, I guess Steve Steve Jobs when he founded Apple or the founders of these of these massive of these massive companies um, I'm not comparing Columbus to Bezos, but you know, Amazon is an incredibly successful company. Is that something that anybody could do? No, no way. It's, it's impossible. So we can't we can't belittle his discovery just because there were some bad ramifications of it. It was really incredible what he did and how he was able to to push this idea um, of a faster route to Asia. And then he went three more times. I mean, he had. He had perseverance to do this. Um, he he was an incredible man. Um, he did something incredible, something great that that influenced history for forever. And I would say in very positive ways, um, he replaced right the the polytheistic view of the Native Americans with with a Christian view of that there is a there there is a good and a bad. There is morality, and there is a sense of of, of justice. So, um, now one of my favorite books is um, Patriot's History of the United States, and the the title is Columbus's Great Discovery. And um, well, that's the, that's part of the title from Columbus's Great Discovery. So it was a great discovery, and that it had incredible influence, and and no no other discovery of the Americas had that had that same effect the Indians who were here they didn't even know they were here they didn't know what 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 a continent was their their largest boat was the size of a large canoe where they could paddle far but but nothing across across the oceans they didn't have um, map making skills or communication skills so this this um, discovery of him had incredible effects everlasting effects that's why we're still discussing it today. We're not discussing the Vikings discovery of, of what was it, green, Greenland or Newfoundland. We're not, we're not even talking about that at all.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point to bring up. Actually, Matt and I were talking about that earlier, um, that he was the first to one to find a new continent and bring it back to where he came from. So before Columbus, like everyone that had tried to sail to the new world, quote unquote, fell off the earth or whatever people believed at the time died at sea. But we don't know that. We don't know if they died at sea. We don't know if they made it to the new world and just never went back. We don't know. We don't know anything because they never came back and there's no records of it. Um, but I think your point is, uh, pretty spot on with, he was the first one to leave an impact, uh, in finding the new, the new world.
0: Yeah, and, and I think if you if you just look strictly at the event of Columbus Discovering America, like just take away all of his flaws for a minute, just look at the very event. I think that's arguably the most important event um, in human history, you know, excluding all, you know, G- Jesus Christ moments, of course, I put those top 10, but um, I, I do believe that that's arguably the most important uh, event um, was Discovering America because for the first time in a very long time, to, two sides of the world were finally connected
1: and we can imagine if um spain was not successful in defeating the the moors in in their land that the the moors discovering the americas and north and south america possibly becoming all muslim so you know the world you have you have the certain continents north and south america have a lot of people there so i you are right this is one of the most consequential historical events of all time, Columbus's Discovering America.
0: Yeah, and it's doing a significant disservice to not only Columbus, but I think just people studying and children learning history, it's doing an incredible disservice to them to not credit Columbus of his his great achievement.
1: And what's happening is that students are not learning anything about Columbus. They're just becoming completely ignorant about him. Um, like the little sixth and seventh and eighth graders, they know absolutely nothing about him. They don't, they don't think that he was a bad person. They think nothing. So most high school students, I would, I would, um, I would bet also would know absolutely nothing about him. They wouldn't know that anything negative about him, just nothing. So it was kind of this just deleting of history, not even like replacing it with something else. Just so. So people enter today with no historical background and um, people become much more easily to manipulate when they don't know the past and they're just told about what the future is going to be and promised all these things and they don't have anything to evaluate um, claims about what's possible for the future. So, so that's, that's a great danger as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I think their lack of knowledge of Columbus opens the door, it makes it a lot easier for the critics to influence this uh, perspective that Columbus was a, an evil man who deserves no recognition and no celebration. Um, that that article that um, I sent you, Luke via Vox, I'll make sure to put the link in the subscription. Uh, one of the claims was uh, of he sold sexual slaves um, from the ages of nine to 10 years old um, into slavery. Uh, let me read the quote, I'll make sure to put up on the screen. Uh, and this is straight from Vox. There are plenty of dealers who go about looking for girls, those from nine to 10 are now in demand, and for all ages, a good price must be paid. And Vox claims that this is taken straight from uh, Columbus's writings. And the funny thing is, when I was um, reading that, you know, it, of course it shocked me, and if it's true, then I'm gonna be disturbed by Columbus, of course. And so I, I clicked on the link, which they provided, and literally the next sentence, it debunked it, and allowed me to read that, I assert that the violence of the Columbia of turbulent persons has injured me more than my services have profited me, which is a bad example for the present and for the future. And that's what I don't like is that, like you mentioned, children and students are not being taught anything about Columbus really. And that it was a door to uh, critics like Vox or you know whatever YouTuber you want to spread these false lies to make the image of Columbus look look evil and i mean all it took for me was one click at the bottom to find out that that was a false statement and god knows how many there are out i just think that it's doing an incredible injustice to not teach the kids and allow critics to you know change alter the image of
1: i agree the it seems that the the most widespread uh historian of these lies is howard zinn who wrote a people's history of the united states and he's been debunked so many ways Um, by different authors, by different historians, but um, unfortunately, he still is one of the most go-to historians for high high school teachers and um, college teachers as well and junior junior high school teachers. I have to say I'm very excited if uh, President Trump's commission on U.S. history is able to continue its work, um, you know, beyond this next month or so depending on the next election or so, because we, we do need a concerted effort to change how history is written and and spoken about. And um, also just, you know, focusing on, on the truth, what, what can be proven and what cannot be proven. There's so many um, claims in that in that Vox article that are just outrageous and uh, many people will read them and, and be emotionally swayed, and and just believe it's true because it's in print somewhere, and and, and that's the way it is. And so uh, we need more people like you and more more historians writing books and, and discussing the the truth in history to to fight this this terrible thing that's happening.
0: Right, um, and I, as I mentioned, I, I unfortunately think that. Most people my age, um, or you know, older, younger, relatively close to my age, that they they have a negative outlook on, on Columbus because of, you know the articles like Vox or you know who, whoever the critics are, um, and you see this manifesting in um, today's society with the tearing down of his statues and the um, desire to change or remove his uh, federal holiday. What's your um What's your opinions on? the statues honoring columbus
1: and do you believe that he deserves a national holiday well statues are usually the property of a city or a state or the federal government and so there was a process in how the people decided to spend money on the statues to erect them to protect them and that process is our democratic representative process that we have in the united states of america where each person gets one vote and you vote for representatives they decide what to do and then you you, you kick them out or you keep them in if you like them and and that's how decisions are made here when you when you give decision-making power over to a mob you destroy representative government and you bring in the tyranny of the mob so in 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 every situation i am against the mob destruction of any property it's it's always bad um, you know, what gives the right to to Joe to destroy something that I voted for? Nothing. He he doesn't have that right to do that. So now if the city decides through its elected representatives to take down a statue that they are in charge of, that they are in charge, it's their it's their thing to do. Or if somehow the federal government decides to do that, it's their thing to do. And we can practice our, our rights by by voting and by writing what we want but but not through the mob mentality and so um i getting to the point about columbus i do think that he deserves a federal holiday um that we we do uh deserve we should honor him and honor what he all the good that that he represented in bringing western civilization to north america to south america all of the all of the countries of North and South America are are part of Western civilization some um, have a harder time I guess implementing those ideals of all men are created equal you have many countries in Latin America that are corrupt Um, you have problems now in America with with this mob mentality taking away our rights that 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 it's horrendous uh so i i think he was um his discovery was great and we we need to honor that and his intentions as well were also great he had great intentions what what he wanted to do and um i am i am glad that the countries of the western hemisphere uh, most of them are representative democracies. So, I mean, nowhere in Europe in 1492 was there a representative democracy. But there was the uh, tradition of uh, liberty, right, from the Greco-Roman tradition and um, the Judeo-Christian tradition of morality that 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 Columbus started in the Western Hemisphere. That that was not here before. And, and so he's, he's kind of more of a symbol than, than a person, in many ways. And the symbol is for Western civilization, and I, I think um, it's, I mean, it's the greatest thing on Earth, as far as a man, man, well, Western civilization is partly also Judeo-Christian, so it's, it's um, but it's, a, it's, it's more of a, a man-produced idea of you know of morality or maybe that's kind of a bad way to say it but um i do think that we should have his holiday kids should have the day off they should learn about columbus it it should be brought back i don't know what it is in your state because each state's different new york state celebrates it they have a big celebration because the italian american population the californians now don't celebrate it and some people try to say it's indigenous americans day
2: yeah,
0: uh, I know here in Pennsylvania, we still celebrate it. What, Luke, what about North Carolina?
2: Uh South Carolina, yeah, we still
0: celebrate
1: it. Okay, so Pennsylvania, you celebrate it, and South Carolina, you celebrate it. Yep. Yep. Is there co- controversy there?
2: Um, not that I've seen recently. Um, I would assume probably this year it might be exaggerated, like everything seems to be this year. Um, but as, as of right now, no, not really.
0: Yeah, I haven't noticed anything in Pennsylvania, but like we said, with it being an election year, I'm sure that, you know, it'll probably be a little dramatic this year. Yeah. Um, my, my, now my own personal opinion on it, I, it's funny cause I, I agree with everything you said. Now I've heard, I've heard a uh, claim that we shouldn't celebrate Columbus day because he had nothing to do with the United States. He, he did not even step foot in the United States, which is true, but like you said, um, it, he brought over Western civilization ideas, which eventually you know, led to the founding of the United States, where the founding fathers took all of the best ideas throughout Western history and um, applied it to what is now known as the United States. So for that reason, like you mentioned, I believe that we should celebrate Columbus Day. And if you want to add in, Indigenous People Day to honor the Native Americans, if it gets me off school, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great.
2: All right. Well, Mr. Degree, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, You're welcome. Thank you very much. You said you had a website? um,
1: Yes. Our website is classicalhistorian.com. We have interesting card games where you can play with a group of people that teach American history, presidents, constitution, uh, medieval civilizations, ancient civilizations, Um, and then we have curriculum, we have curriculum for K-12 as well. And I made them specifically, our company has produced all materials to be used in public schools. So some public school districts have them, charter schools have them. And mainly our primary, our primary clientele is homeschool families, but also they can, you can be a homeschool family that uses, uses charter school funds.
2: Okay. That's awesome. And I promise you that
0: Luke and I will play those card games.
1: Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much,
2: sir.
1: You're welcome. Have a good day. See you guys. Sure. Keep it up. we Will do.
2: Wow, you made it this far? That's incredible. Hey, if you enjoyed the video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and stay tuned for more content. Thanks for watching.